Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Forever. We are back with Emma and Julie, who are the uh, Emma Diamond and Julie Kramer, the geniuses behind Comments by Celebs. Great Instagram and Twitter account. They also run Comments by Bravo, Comments by Athletes, and Comments by The Bachelor, which has just been extraordinarily painful recently. Um, I did not watch the GOAT episodes. Did you guys watch those? No. We're not really good. We're not really big bachelor people. We're trying to get more into it for this season, but we can't lie. You know what? I'm not even mad at you for it um, at all. Yeah. <laughs> we. Tr- and that's oh. our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's it. <laughs> we made up. Yay. No, I'm, uh, I'm not mad. It, you know what the bachelor does? And I actually blame 90 day for this too, that it's like, they have a good thing going and then they just drill it into the ground. Like how many hours of this shit can we sit through week in week out? That's exactly, Julie, remember, so we tried last season with Peter's season. We were like, you know what? For the sake of the podcast, we're going to do it. And we went in guns blazing, really confident. And Julie, remember, it was like week two where we were like, how do people watch this many fucking hours? Yeah. I, especially last season, maybe like this season will be different. I can give it a shot. But last season I was like, 
I I have to like the person. That has to be like the minimal requirement. If I don't like them, I can't watch it. And actually, let me tell you that I think my opinion is that's why Claire got shuffled along because let's be honest, I, I mean, my issue with the franchise, which I've said here many times, is that they just don't bring in new people. Like you almost have to be a reject in order to become the star. And I'm like, can't they just find a star? I mean, they used to do it. Can't we learn, get to know someone from the get-go so that their quirks and their faults, and if they're great or not, we can find out along with the people vying for their love, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that right. resonates. I completely agree. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there. the thing is, it's hard. I always feel like a little bit when I'm speaking negatively about it, I'm like, well, clearly I'm wrong because it's very successful. Like they must be doing something right. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I think we're just outliers. I don't, I don't get it. There used to be something to it. I'm telling you back in the days, it really helps if I have a crush on the bachelor. Like if I have a crush on him, then I get very competitive with the other women on the show, even though I look like all of their collective moms, <laughs> I like to be like how, you know, I'm like, okay, like getting upset. Um, but yeah, I'm just not, I'm not psyched. I can't explain it. And it kills me. I just I used to watch back in the day, like with my mom when I was young and it was like our thing, like we would sit down and we would write like our, our people for, on the first episode who we like. Mm-hmm. And I was like young, like, I, I don't remember when it started, but I was definitely like nine or 10. I remember. And then as I was got older, I felt like it became very about the franchise itself and less about like the actual people on the show. And I was like, I don't feel like following it for the drama anymore. I just like liked this one season with these couple of contestants that I could get like attached to for like 20 episodes at a time. And then as it went on, I was like, I just like don't think I'm as into this as I used to be. And then I just like completely lost. A hundred percent. I've lost so many um, viable eggs watching the show. That's the thing that makes me crazy. I'm like, I could have been out effing around dating and instead they're just (laughs) gathering like just getting so dusty you know on my crate and barrel access to sofa (laughs) while i'm sitting and watching so i i have actually animosity towards the franchise the more i'm thinking about it i'm actually like they owe me years of my life you know because what have i really gotten out of it almost nothing although i have dm'd with some of the former um contestants i've had some spicy dms with former um bachelorette contestants interestingly enough that's very interesting anyways i'll leave it at that yeah you know listen i have a life outside of the podcast you guys like i'm (laughs) you both disconnect (laughs) girls uh (laughs) are you there hi (laughs) wait you know who else i want to talk about speaking of relationships uh what about katie holmes's new guy he's cute i root so hard for katie holmes like what she went through with tom cruise i I want her to just be happy. It's all I want. And if she is with a hot guy that is calm and not fucking batshit crazy, that's that's all I could ever wish for her. You know Same. what? Oh, well, how do you know that he's not batshit crazy? Let's be honest. Well, we don't. You don't. And he's a chef. They say he's friends with Joe Jonas. So I feel like that does like bring him down to earth for me a little bit. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. That's like a really good like check in the, in the right box. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to be honest, though. I was a big fan of her and Jamie Foxx. I know they never – it was always <gasps> really under wraps. I liked it. Am I? Is that not your opinion? I you know, love you. I, I liked it in that it was so unexpected. Like it was just so like literally like grabbing two names out of a hat. And I was like, great. They're together. Fun. Um, but I, Jamie Foxx to me is so – much like Tom Cruise in that sense, except minus the cult, but he's so like over the top and kind, you know what I mean by that? He's so into the spotlight that I wanted her to be with someone a little bit more low key. I have actually never met Jamie Foxx. I've like seen him perform live, but I don't know him. It just, I felt like, 
okay. Like, I hope that he treats her well, you know, and, and is good to her. Cause I do think that she is my take on it. Unbelievably fragile. That is just my total. I I don't know. I I don't know why I feel that way about her, even though she was able to kind of extricate herself from her marriage with Tom and sorry, which I can imagine was really not an easy thing to do. So in that sense, she's great, but I love her, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I feel like she's been through a lot. I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I had no insight information. I just, I think it's because I just, the things that I've heard about him, he's very like smooth, which clearly should not be the determining factor, but I don't know. I could see him. I could see him taking care of her. Maybe that's, I'm totally off. Maybe I'm just painting a picture, but I like them. I don't know. Clearly it ended for a reason. So if she's happy, truly that's all. If she's happy, Emma and Julie are happy. And that makes me happy. So there you go. Do you remember the heyday of just like Britney? Like I just, I miss, I don't know, even though, I mean, do you think that Britney is really being, I like how I'm hitting you with all, I'm coming at you so hard with all these like headlines. I love it. I had issues with the free Britney movement when it started because I thought these people have no idea what her life is like. They don't know if she, in fact, is being held hostage by her dad or what the situation is. And as the months are passing and more and more details are coming out, I actually do think there is something to it that that she lacks the freedom that she may want, whether or not she'll be okay on her own or what have you. I don't know enough about her. What's your whole take on the movement? Do you think it went too far or where do you think it falls? Oh my God, Julie, you go first. We have so much to say. Is this tough? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Julie, I, go. I think about this all the time. First of all, I so know what you mean about like the first impression of the free Britney movement, because that initial thing when it first came out and it was like the conspiracy theory and kind of putting everything together. I thought it was so, I was like, so in it. I was so convinced. I was like, oh my God, this all makes so much sense. Everything they're like painting and everything they're laying out is like so logical and so true. And then I was like, this is such a conspiracy theory. Like, I don't like, I, we're getting so wrapped up in it. I think my opinion of it as it's gone on has gone from like, oh my God, we have to help her to like, okay, we don't actually know what's going on. And there's a lot of factors that we're not privy to. So I think that, for example, like the most recent update with the court filings is that her legal team just wanted to get rid of her dad as her conservator, not get rid of the conservatorship altogether. Like she, she requested that it be put, somebody else be put in charge of it. And it was really more from a financial perspective and a career perspective than anything else. Um, but I think the thing with the people who are really like on top of the Free Britney movement and really... Um, like are the people that are going the hardest for it. Mm-hmm. I think are a lot of really young people like our kind of age included, but also younger mm-hmm. who don't exactly remember what it was like when Brittany was really going through it. And I think that if you can't remember that time and can't remember who she was then, then it's really hard to have a perspective about what she's like now because it obviously still influences it. Um, but I think what it's done positively is that it's made everything going forward more transparent. So even if the, the movement is kind of off base. What it's done has allowed for Britney's legal team to be able to say like, these are the things we're doing. These are the things we're asking for. And the public has a right to know as opposed to the way it was before. Yeah. I agree with that. And I, I will say that I do fear for her when I hear her speaking <laughs> like in her videos and she's oh. like, Hey, every, it's like, she's on the verge of, it's like when um, that challenge where people were giving raw eggs to dogs. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Where they yeah, gave, 
they were giving like a dog a raw egg and most dogs picked it up so gently in their little mouths and walked around. Brittany's the egg and we're the dogs, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like one wrong move and I fear she could crack. And I just want her to be happy because I'm a ma- major fan always was. And yeah. it, even I think that the people who are trying to help her are probably putting additional pressure on in a way that is, I would think not great for her. Yeah. Yes. I would agree. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's so much. I know. I'm just not a fan of the dad. That's the biggest way to simplify my thoughts. I think. Well, who is? Yeah. Who is a fan of the dad? Um, I, you know, I'm not a huge Christina Aguilera fan. I'm a very loyal Britney fan. I want you to know from the beginning. No. Hmm. Me too. I mean, come on, Julie. That's why we get along. <laughs> that's why we get along. Um, shall we do a little advice? Because we like to pull some advice up here and there. Oh, yeah. And I've not vetted these questions, so um, know that they might suck. Okay. You ready? Okay, great. (laughs) And actually, wait a second. Let me wait. Dear, have you ever listened to or read Dear Amy? She's the best. No, but I fucking love doing advice ones. Here's this is okay. So this week's uh, there's a woman named Ask Amy who I really love. She, I just really, um, I really respect her and I like her answers. I, I've often much like Susan Miller, I've really wished that she would also come on either here or whatever show I do to uh, discuss with her, but I'm going to read you a couple from her. So this is this week's, it says, uh, dear Amy, old love letters don't age so well. Let me add that a lot of elderly people do write to her. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nice and modern. Okay. Dear Amy, I'm 68 years old, divorced, two grown children. My former college boyfriend is now 78 spicy and although still ambulatory sexy is in poor health requiring 24-hour professional care sad no one knows how much longer he'll live he has kept all my old love letters they're 45 years old i'm just going to pause here and say do you think that like 50 years from now we're going to go through our texts from guys like do you think that we're going to read our grandchildren, our, our sex? Like what? We don't have love letters anymore. So what now? Oh, I truly think about this all the time. I sometimes consider printing the screenshots. No, I'm very concerned they're going to go into the abyss. And quite frankly, I've had some excellent sexting conversations that I wish could exist in it, it, like eternally. I just came up with a business idea for us. Just hear me out. Where people, by the way, the fact that I'm not actually so rich every day kills me because I have the best ideas. Oh, wow. Here's one. You send your texts to a service and they handwrite them onto notes so that you have love letters. I love, I that. love that. They calligraphy it. <gasps> calligraphy them. I love that. That's beautiful. That's an amazing idea. Wait a minute. Okay, Tracy, don't put this in the pot. I'm going to do this. You guys, it's a great idea. That's a great idea. I think it's an amazing idea. All right. What would the name of it be? I don't know. It's too hard. To Calligraphic sex. No, okay. I'll stop. Um, so I'll <laughs> think of the name. I'm writing this down. Calligraphy idea. I love it. Thank you, guys. I mean, I will give you a thank you. I'll send you a thank you note. Um, thank you, love letter. Okay, here we go. I asked him to repeatedly return these letters to me. <gasps> Why? But he's refused. Okay, we got to stop right there. Is this person mentally sick? She's saying the guy's on his deathbed and she wants her letters back? I don't know. I'm a little confused. Why Can we? You- I have one clarification question. I'm sorry that I, I wasn't listening as intently. How Please. old is she again? She's, she's 68. 68. Okay. She's 68. He's Julie, Julie, thank you. For, okay. I just want to thank Julie for listening intently. Unlike Emma. <laughs> thank you. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. He never married. He, nor has he ever had a living girlfriend. Mm. Now when he dies, his niece will be the most likely person to sort through his personal effects. 
I think this is so cruel. Who gives a shit what you wrote 45 years ago? These letters are, as you might expect, of a highly personal nature. They should not be read by anyone else. I've tried to appeal to his better nature and sense of regard for our former friendship, but to no avail. I'm not losing sleep over this, but if you can think of the right words to say to him to convey how important it is for me to have those letters back, I would be grateful. I mean, this is a person who's mentally very ill. I'm a little confused. There must be something in them that she's hiding. There has to be a a secret. I agree. I think her approach is off. Realistically, this guy on his deathbed is not going to be changing his mind. If there's anything we know about men not changing their ways, I think her angle needs to be, how am I getting my affairs in order to either legally require the people handling the estate to give them to me or make a very compassionate, compassionate, like compelling argument to his niece? Wouldn't it be interesting? Okay, go on. Sorry, Julie. Why didn't she just wait until after he passes away and then ask the niece? That's what I'm saying. Well, because probably the niece doesn't know where they are and she wants to get them. I'm wondering, you just brought up the word estate and I just had this thought. What if she wants them so that after the guy dies, she can be like, by the way... Look at these letters. Don't I deserve a little something for these letters? Like maybe it's like a play to get some money. If he's wealthy, that's I have no very, idea. That's very a Cinderella story. I've never seen my husband's hidden will before. <laughs> oh my god, hidden will would be such a good movie plot. Just like I agree. Ugh, I, do you guys have a will? I'm kidding. Can you imagine what a dark question? I, that I just have a note on my phone of who I want things to. No, be. I have. I literally. Do you really? You have I went to the lawyer last week and I and I made my will because I had to sign stuff for my dad. Yeah, I did it. You have a will? I started one. Yeah, well, now that we have a business. <sighs> Am I in it? <laughs> hey, that text <laughs> idea takes off. You want to count us in? Girl, please put me in your will. They're like, how did you know her? I'm like, we never met. <laughs> she was on my podcast. She's so nice. Okay, wait. Wait, so, what do I do? I not actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You better give half your stuff to Julie. I have, like, I that I've already had picked up. You basically have my Proenza. That is not I'm a fair, like, will. You have so many other things. <laughs> Julie, what is the thing of Emma's that you want more than anything? Say it here so we have it on record. Um, It's a it's the earrings and the bags. Yeah. Mostly the earrings yeah. I want. Are they, are they real gold earrings or costume? No. No, they're real. It's a greedy ask. I'm not going to lie. The bags I could understand, but the jewelry. Emma, do you have sisters? No, I'm, I'm an only child, so it'll it'll go to my kids. But oh. it's okay. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. If you if you live long enough to see kids, <laughs> otherwise give it to Julie. I'm joking. Point, point, point. I'm knocking right now on wood, by the way, just so you know. Okay, wait. Here's what Amy said, which I think obviously we all agree that this woman is fucking psychotic. Like this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. She says, okay, my understanding is when you send a letter to someone, they own the letter. <laughs> You own the right to publish or possibly sue someone else for publishing. That's interesting. The contents of the letter. So your former squeezes heirs might be able to sell these letters at auction or display them in a museum, but they could not publish the contents of the letter. Now that's just good legal work. Right. Exactly. She says, but that's not what you're asking. If you're not losing sleep over this, continue to not lose sleep. That's the way to go. It sounds like you've asked for the letters. He's not giving them up. So stop asking. Mm -hmm. She says, are you ready? I think you should send him one more note. I swear to God, if she says that the note should say drop dead, I'm going to end the podcast. (laughs) I'm ending it. (laughs) Okay. It says, tell him you are sorry that he's ailing. Remind him of the happy memory you two shared. Thank him for whatever experiences you enjoyed together and don't mention the letters at all. 
he may respond to your kindness by doing the one thing you've asked him to do. This is a good advice, actually. Don't you think? I mean, with with the literal, like little knowledge that we have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm asking you, like these two girls who run this Instagram account, like 1.5 million followers. You're young. You're you're full of life, <laughs> and I'm like, now this ailing man's handwritten. <laughs> I have picked a worse topic to bring up, but it's making me laugh. So I'm going to keep it up. Um, and basically she says that it may, he may respond by sending the letters back. Okay, wait, this one, I'm not going to read. These are all like everyone who reads her is like 500. So I feel like these are not great questions, but let me go to this one. Hold on. Don't hang up. I promise you're not going anywhere. I know. I'm so nervous. You're going to hang up to read more celebrity comments. Don't go. Okay. Wait, this one's about addiction. Oh, Hmm. That's a tough one. Addiction. Okay. Dear Amy, my mom drinks. Hmm. Mm. Can I stop right there to say that my parents, I'm very grateful as much as they fucked me up, which they really did, but I'm grateful that addiction is something I never had to deal with growing up because I think that it really, not to bring the mood down here, but I, I just know people who have mothers who are drunks and things like that. And it, it really tests, I think, every level of trust you have as a as a child. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. Yeah. No, I Julie and I, I, I can't personally. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. No, I think we're both really fine right, not having that, but it completely. Um. All right. My mom drinks. When my brothers and I were young, they're all now in their twenties. Her drinking wasn't too bad. Ooh, this is going to be a dark question. It got much worse after her own mother died fifteen years ago, and now with COVID, she drinks and she's a heavy smoker. When she's drunk, she's verbally abusive, sometimes physically. Oh God, this story, this is like too dark. I don't think I'm equipped to give her any advice. Oh, I'll give her advice. Okay. Wait, it says <laughs> she tells me I'm worthless. Like my mother did that too. When I was growing up. So I'm back stupid that no one will ever love me. I tell her this hurts and she laughs. I try to walk away. She'll corner me. Oh, so they're all living together. Oh my God. That's problem. Number one. My dad does nothing about this. By the way, everyone has a husband, but me, my dad does nothing about this, which is understandable. My older brother lives with them full time. I don't know what to do. I moved back home a few months ago to help out. By the way, did you see that 52% of people 18 to 28 are living with their parents? Yeah, right now? it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm staring at my turquoise childhood bedroom. So is it not weird for you to be in your childhood bedroom? Um, I didn't move out that long ago, so it's not that weird, but like it's, it's getting increasingly weirder. <gasps> Did you, can I ask a personal question? Did you give up your apartments in New York? No, I didn't. And Emma's is her family apartment. Oh, thank. Okay. That makes me feel better because everyone's like, New York's dead. New York's dead. I don't think it's dead. No, I- it's just a little dead. If New York can survive like the eighties and nineties, then like, I'm not really concerned about like the Corona pandemic. Uh, that's such a great attitude. So here she basically wants to know she's making me dislike her and now I'm afraid of her. I don't want to feel this way about her. How do I help? You know, this is like truly, this is a serious question, but genuinely, how do you get your older mom into rehab? Like, what do you do at that point? It's such a, that's such a horrible thing. Well, the thing that I think is so hard when you are someone who's like living or dealing with someone with addiction is that the first thing you have to realize is that like you are powerless. My therapist always says that to me about like, I don't have those same issues, but like even with my dad, you know, I lost my mom two years ago and my dad definitely isn't as healthy as he could be. And not again, not to like dark mood, but I, he's had two heart attacks and I ideally would want him to take such good care of his health. And not that he's so bad about it, but he could be better. And she always says to me, like the number one thing you have to remember is that you are powerless over this and thinking that you have control over the situation Mm. is the most damaging thing you can do. And like, it's so hard to say that because this is her mother. So on some level, she still loves her regardless of how damaged she is. And it's like really challenging. But I think one, I would suggest if she can afford it therapy, 
absolutely game changing. Mm. I think what happens in these situations is you don't feel like you deserve to be able to um, have feelings because of what's going on. Like you have to focus so much on the person and you have to take care of yourself. Like imagine what she, what she's going through internally just from being in that situation. So I think taking care of herself and getting some emotional resolve would be probably the most beneficial thing she could do. You guys need to have an advice column and you need an astrological <laughs> column. I think you just need to start your own publication. <laughs> um, I'll handwrite the intro and then you guys do everything because you can really hit all like all of these subjects. Cause I think that that advice is if it's not exactly what Amy says, then Amy's wrong is what I'll say. Um, I agree with you totally about therapy. It's just, you know, think about even marrying someone who has an addiction and even that energy of loving someone so much and wanting to help them. And yet you feel powerless because if you help them too much, you'll lose them. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but you're going to lose them anyway. So it's like, what road do you kind of take? I hope to never have to answer any of these questions for myself, but it's really a horrible thing. Um, I have a really funny follow-up question, so we're not going to end with this one, but let me read you what she said. Okay. So dear scared, you might assume your father's doing his best to keep his head out, head down, but you deserve not to be abused and to have a parent try to protect you. Um, you're probably absorbing some of the drunken abuse that your father and brother endured before your arrival. Realistically, you can't force your mother toward recovery, but you can attempt to confront her with the grave impact her drinking has on you. Let me, this is so depressing. I never knew we'd go down this road today. I swear. Write down your thoughts, (laughs) be specific and honest in describing the impact on you. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people report success by recording or filming. Ooh, whoa, wait a minute. She's suggesting she records or films her mother's abusive behavior and then confronting them with the evidence. I, I have, Whoa. I have not with my own life, but with someone I'm very close to had them do that over a voice recording because the person that was doing the abuse was so blinded. And then when they were actually confronted with it, it was the thing that really changed and they couldn't believe that they sounded like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This was um like a verbal abusive situation. Yeah. Verbal abusive, not physical, but it, yeah. Oh my Wow. It's good advice. I, I, it's funny because it's actually so brutal. Like uh, for me, I would be so, it's almost like trapping the ghosts of that energy. You know what I mean? By recording it, you're like Mm -hmm. tattooing it onto something for life, which is like freaky to me, but it's kind of brutal. But I mean, I I could see it working. So I got it. Well, the thing is people, what they do is they rationalize their own behavior so much to make themselves feel better. And when you can't confront them, a lot of times what can happen is you start to go crazy because you start to unintentionally live within their own illogical rationalizations. So it's like, oh, maybe it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then you actually hear it and they're confronted with it and they have nowhere to escape. It's kind of like in eating disorder therapy. A lot of times they make the person lie on the floor and they draw their bodies and they see what it looks like because the way that they drew it was so much bigger. And then when they actually see what they look like, they're confronted with the reality. It's obviously different, but it's like when you have a tangible form of like proof, I think that it can change things. Um, I always was fascinated by the drawing of your body situation because I, people will always be like, you have body dysmorphia to me. And I'm like, okay. And I feel like if I drew my body, it would actually be thinner than I am. <laughs> That's not a joke. I'm always like, I have body morphia. Like it's not the dis. It's like, it's like the, I don't even know what to explain, but I'm like, no, I know what I look like. Trust me. I think I actually look better than I look. So um, she basically says go. And she also suggests that the girl move out, which I feel like that's just easier said than done right now. Cause like, how can you possibly move out at this time? Yeah, in life, theory, you know? Obviously that's ideal. One last one. And I actually read this, this went viral. I'm sure you saw it. 
It's one of the crazier things I've ever seen on Reddit. I avoid Reddit, but when it's thrust into my eyeballs, I have no choice but to look. Are you Reddit girls or no? Julie is more than me occasionally. I am. Julie, what Reddit threads should I be reading? Relationship advice or what do you like? I... It's not even like advice. Like, first of all, like the ones that are really funny are the am I an, am I the asshole? People writing like their situations, like are they the asshole in it? Um, but I think it's amazing for celebrity stuff because people post amazing like conspiracy theories and experiences that they've had with certain celebrities. Or like I do this weird thing also sometimes where like if I see a movie and I feel like there's questions left unanswered about the movie, I'll go on to Reddit and see what other people have said about their own theories about like the movie or the show that I do like. I like also see, it's just hard for me to navigate Reddit sometimes. It's like TikTok. It's just like too much. There's too much stuff. I get overwhelmed and I, you know, I really am sounding like Mrs. Winterbottom or something. I feel like I'm an 88 year old (laughs) crazy elderly lady, but this, this particular advice, um, uh, question, if you want to call it that, uh, went viral. Maybe you saw it. It says, I, 36-year-old male, catfished my wife, 37-year-old female, pretending to be comedian Jason Mansukis, who's 47 years old. Did you guys see this? I didn't see this. I didn't see this. Oh, this makes me feel good that I'm like breaking this to you because, okay, you ready? Yes. Do you watch Catfish still? Because I do watch it Occasionally. I'll throw it on. It still slaps for me. I'm still liking it. I haven't ever said that before, but. I like it when it's on. Like, I don't go to it, but if it's on it, I, like, get addicted yeah. to it for a couple of Yeah, hours. I mean, everyone on it is just so gross. It makes me feel great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the title makes me sound like a terrible person, but hear me out. My wife and I were joking about our celebrity crushes and hall pass celebrities. Mine was Beyonce. Interesting. I Rare to hear, like, a straight guy say that. Don't Love you think? It. I get it. It's kind of funny because I feel like straight men, like, Beyonce is, like, clearly the most beautiful woman in the world and the most talented. But I've never heard a straight guy be like, yeah, I want to fuck Beyonce. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me for some reason. I feel like like even the most disrespectful straight man knows that they have to be respectful to Beyonce. Like, I could see literally the biggest asshole in the world being like, yeah, I would really like to, like, talk to Beyonce with her consent and then apply that <laughs> that logic. To I could see some douchebag being like, yeah, I want to talk to Beyonce with her consent. Like exactly yeah. what you just said. That's <laughs> like, I don't know any guy that would like genuinely be like, oh, I want to, like, I would just fuck Rihanna. Like any guy I know is logically be like, I would do anything to Rihanna as long as she was okay with it. And she initiated first. And like, she asked me and I would never want to make her feel uncomfortable. Well, because especially with Rihanna, if you fuck with Rihanna, you basically get obliterated. I feel like Rihanna's had this sort of, second coming where she now does not put up with any bullshit no nothing and we love her for it okay so wait so his was beyonce who i'm obviously never going to meet hers was jason mansukis now as a side story i actually know people who have slept with jason funny enough but let's move on i was (laughs) like that's weird i thought like a hemsworth or something but okay she said yeah we went to the same college middlebury but 10 years apart she said that whenever events open up and she might go to a reunion event, she wants to meet Jason Mansugas. Okay. I couldn't tell if she was kidding. This is starting to feel a little too real. I created a fake Middlebury alum email address. Oh, wow. Before I go on, I want you also to weigh in whether or not you think this is actually happening. Like if this is real or not. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I know. I, I mean, I, honestly... I am at this point in my life where I believe anything. I have seen, I feel like so much shit, crazy shit has always happened. I believe it. Okay. 
I like that energy. Um, and emailed her about a new program for Middlebury alums to mentor each other. I told her she was assigned to Jason Mansukis. <laughs> this is already a little too. Why would she believe this? <laughs> it's just because maybe like you girls, she just believes anything. <laughs> Well, don't group us together. I believe. No, I'm that. going to. I'm sorry. No, I'm grouping you together. Maybe you should learn not to be so gullible. Okay, here we go. She was thrilled. And so I've been exchanging emails with her from Jason. I was incredibly sad to see that it got flirty fast. Well, duh. He wants to do this. Like this is like him bringing this energy into his life. Oh my God. Wait, keep going. Okay. My wife isn't really very sexually active with me. Hmm, here we go. So lust got the better of me. This next sentence makes me laugh. I've been sending her headless nudes of some hairy guy I found on Google. <laughs> headless nudes of some hairy guy. That's going in on the app where I'm handwriting uh, text. Okay. I found on Google. She's been sending nudes back. So she's kind of having an affair. I know this sounds insane, but I kind of want to go with it as it's the most sexual I've been with my wife in a while. By the way, marriage sounds like actual hell. These people are 36 and 37. Like, huh? Okay. It it's too young. It's a bit soul crushing though, because I'm pretending to be Jason Mansukis. I don't believe this, by the way. Is it absolutely necessary I fess up as weird as it is, as it is? How long could I continue? I something about this is a little bit too weird. Okay. Can I just I don't know if wait, I believe that before this is real. we dive Go. in, I just want to say something, which is something that Julie and I utilize on the podcast, which may resonate with you and may not, but we sometimes do it. When there's a really crazy celebrity story and it's not confirmed yet. What we say to our audience is like, for the sake of conversation, let's just operate for the next five minutes as if this is real because it makes it so much more fun. Like, I agree with you. If we're talking about this, you know, off air, yeah, maybe we're a little skeptical because who the fuck does this? But also, it's so much more fun to analyze if we pretend that it's real. You know, you should start also a religion because you right now also <laughs> explain to me like why I'm not more excited about things because I think I'm always coming at stories from a, like, especially like in the daily mail. I'm like, well, we know this right. ain't true, you know, but you're right. I'm going to start like I ended up voting for Trump. I'm like, I'm going to start believing in everything. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm joking. Um, okay. I like what you're saying. So this is happening. This is a real thing that's happening. I think he should continue doing it. I don't know. What do you think? If they're not, here's the problem. If they're not get, like sleeping with each other, this marriage is doomed, I think, at 36, 37 years old. Well, also, if if he confronts her about it, like if he fesses up, then he also has to confront the fact that she's carrying on an affair with somebody else or a digital affair with somebody else on the side. Well, it's not like he could just like fess up and he's the only one that gets in trouble. <laughs> the marriage ends because he's lying to her and she's carrying on an affair. He's catfishing her. That's right. That he's actually almost he's setting it up to be doomed. Absolutely. I have, I have, I mean, first of all, he's totally like exactly what you said, setting up to be doomed. There's two things going on here though. Like on one hand, he clearly has a profound level of insecurity about their relationship, which is their first issue. Although oh, yeah. when you're not having sex, that can happen. So I, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. Um, but the second part of it is like, not that I'm defending her, but for three seconds, let's just go to her defense for a second. Like what are the odds that your number one celebrity crush comes down from the fucking gods and is like, by the way, I want to sext you. She's just supposed to be like, this isn't God. Like, no, because it's not her number one celebrity crush. It's her number one most available person that she could sleep with that she could get away with saying is a hall pass. She was coming at it. I see what you're no saying. Way. I don't, don't agree. Don't I don't agree. Somebody. 
Mm-mm. You don't agree with me or with Emma? With Julie. Because I think that what she... What is somebody that you went to college with that you may run into that you're picking as like your person that you could possibly see out of any other celebrity who you're also attracted to? But like there is a real possibility no. of you running into them somewhere. No, you because Julie, you're missing, I think, pass. the first part of the thing. Read it again. Didn't she? he say that this was her person? She said that this was... um that it was her hall pass exactly like the yeah. number one celebrity see but, yeah, I but then also said that they went to college together, right they went to college but 10 years apart so they did not know each other in college i don't know i feel like she picked him on purpose it was a purposeful pick i have a twist that i really appreciate that i'm going to read yeah. to you because yeah. i think that my uh you know i know where you're coming from julie that it was the most logical celebrity like someone she actually attainable like she could actually sleep with this person versus brad pitt or whatever you know what i mean but right this i'm going to read a comment from philly film fan <laughs> get excited i'm so excited. assuming it's a man maybe not why does everyone think his wife is so stupid she claims jason as her hall pass and then out of the blue she gets an email saying that he's been assigned to her as a mentor in a program that she never signed up for she just happened to get a celebrity that she's been talking to her husband about she obviously knows this is coming from her husband and she is fucking with him she is my new hero i do like that oh that's a good twist too that's a good thought I that's like that the twist. angle that i like most of all of this if i'm choosing one if i'm it's like we're just for like painting this as fiction that's the one i'm going with for sure because then she's gonna confront him Listen, like how Middlebury. fucking stupid do you think i am oh god it's very good by the way Middlebury is a good school. I mean, she's she can't be that fucking stupid unless she's literally so horny that she's even just going along with this fantasy, you know, because she just wants to get off herself. You know right. what I'm saying? So who knows? <laughs> Girls, can I just say I had such a wonderful time with both of you, and I'm so grateful that you did the podcast because you know I'm I'm a huge fan. So I'm thank you for being oh on the my show God, today. Thank you for having us. I know it was kind of last minute. We were so excited. We love you. We love your energy, and you're so supportive of us always. So we really appreciate that. And I really am. And uh, I will write you into my business plan once it's up and running. Emma Diamond and Julie Kramer. We didn't even get into the nitty gritty of comments by celebs because all you need to know is they're brilliant. They run some of the best Instagram accounts if you're not following them. Comments by celebs, comments by Bravo, which I love, by the way, comments by athletes and comments by The Bachelor. Do we care that Lala's no, pregnant? I'm happy for her, but I can't. Same. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got that question in. Um, and girls, it's been so much fun. Thank you. And um, guys, that's our week's episode of Midnight Snack. So we'll be back next week with a brand new guest. And uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Mishkol, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. And if you want to leave a review for this podcast, as long as it's nice, go for it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.